Welcome back to the show. Plenty of tennis on the show today, but it's a big weekend of sport across uh, football. The, uh, the A-League's got its Unite round up there in Sydney, and the Asian Cup gets underway as the Socceroos look to win it again after that triumph in 2015. One man that'll be all over. He's been doing some wonderful work on SEN as well is Daniel Garb, who joins us. Hello, Garby. Hello, Jules. Nice to be with you, mate. Yeah, big day coming up and a very big weekend. Feels like it's been a... I guess because of the news of Sam Kerr this week has been at the front of our minds in the terms of Australian football. It feels like a bit of a low-key build-up to this Asian Cup uh, for the Socceroos. Yeah, it is. Maybe because it's a year after the World Cup as well and after the Women's World Cup. We've had two massive events. And now the Asian Cup comes around as well, which is enormous, of course, for the Socceroos. But obviously, it it sits behind the Men's World Cup, uh, which was just over a year ago in the Women's World Cup. So maybe that's played a part too but I think sports fans and and football fans will get their head around it over the next 24 hours or so and especially after the first game against India which is an easier game for Australia on paper than their other two group games against Uzbekistan and Syria which will be tricky don't worry about that obviously when the knockout stages come around and people start dreaming about Australia winning the Asian Cup for just the second time uh, it'll ramp up uh, in its uh, attention that's for sure but yeah, I think in the next 24 hours or so, people will start looking at it a bit more closely and, and realise that it's going to be exciting to watch our Socceroos in action in the second biggest tournament that they take part in after the World Cup. First up, it's India. Do we think we'll see Matty Ryan in goal for that game? Yeah, we will. He was training with a, a facial mask yesterday. That's after he fractured a cheekbone uh, in training in Holland, where he plays there. Uh, but He's been training with that facial mask. The word is he will play against India. They'd like to test him out in a game with that mask in a clash where he's unlikely to be bothered too much. Some people might say, well, if he's got a bit of an injury concern or he's uncomfortable, why not rest him in that game? They want to get their strongest team out there, get Matty Ryan feeling more familiar in the facial mask in a contest where he might come under some uh, some pressure in some set pieces and so on and let him grow uh, accustomed to it. I'm not sure he's worn one before in in a match. And uh, just get the team building in confidence. I think Graham Arnold will put out a strong side, try and put a few in the back of the net. And we played India in the first game of the 2011 Asian Cup as well, definitely in the group stages, and beat them comfortably. They've improved since then, but it's a chance for Australia to uh, perhaps you know, build some confidence, get some guys on the score sheet early in the tournament before far more difficult contests against uh, Uzbekistan and Syria. Who's that key man? Do you think? I know Matty Leckie, who was very good at the World Cup. You know, Aaron Moy is no longer part of the setup, who's been such an influential player for Australia. Who's who's the player that needs a big Asian Cup if we're going to bring home the trophy? Good question. I think Craig Goodwin is one that could really stand out in this tournament. He scored in the World Cup against France. We all remember that. He was unbelievable in the A-League last season, won the Johnny Warren medal. He's gone to Saudi Arabia for huge coin, of course. He's set to, I think take charge of this Asian Cup for Australia down the left flank. He's one I'd be looking for. The same with Martin Boyle down the right. He was threatened to be a superstar player for Australia, but he's always got injured at key moments, be it before the World Cup, be it before the last Asian Cup. He just seems to have injuries that disrupt him when he's about to get going for the Socceroos and perhaps show why he is uh, regarded so highly. Uh, Hopefully, the injuries haven't taken too much of a toll on him and he can have a big tournament. The one that I'm looking out for, though, Jules, and it's a name that might surprise in terms of someone who might have a big tournament or elevate his status, is actually Mitch Duke. Yeah. Let's not forget, this is a guy who started all three games for Australia at the last World Cup and led the line with a plum, 
scored that wonderful header against Tunisia to lead Australia to that World Cup victory in the second group stage game. In Asia, the, the taller, more physical strikers can quite often have an impact against some teams where Australia can get on top of them physically. That won't be the game plan for Graham Arnold. They'll try and play their football. But getting it into Mitch Duke on some set pieces can potentially have an impact. And you know, I think we take him for granted a little bit. He's our number one striker right now. Yes, he's not Master Duker or Tim Cahill. He might not score with that regularity or play in the same kind of leagues. But he's done a really good job for Australia whenever he's been called upon. He's better technically than people give him credit for. I think he might have a decent tournament leading the line. And some people might go, hey, this Duke deserves more credit as an all-time soccer striker when you consider what he may have, what he's done at the last World Cup, a big tournament, and what he might do at this one, the Asian Cup. Who's the favourite in your mind? Is it Japan? Is it Australia? Is it South Korea? It's South Korea with Hyungman Son and, and Hwang Hee Chan and some other superstar players. I mean, you know all about Hyungman Song, as do all Premier League fans. Um, he'll lead the South Korean side. Hwang Hee Chan's been unbelievable for Wolves in the Premier League this season. They've got a lot of firepower in attack, considering that, along with some top-class defenders. They're on a slightly softer side of the draw as well, all things being equal, to make it through to the final. Australia will only play South Korea assuming we finish in the positions we're expected to in the group stages if uh, we make the final. Um, so they're on a slightly easier side of the draw. They're my favourites. Japan just behind them. And then I think you've got Australia sitting in a, a pack with the likes of Iran and Saudi Arabia as the next group of teams that are, that are big chances. That can definitely still win it. They're probably just behind South Korea and Japan in terms of favouritism. The Aussies can do it. But uh, it is a hotly contested tournament. Looking forward to it. Garby, sorry to do this to you. I've just found out Stan Vavrinka is uh, ready to go. So we'll touch base and uh, we'll talk a bit more in detail next week uh, after the Socceroos' uh, first game. As always, thanks for your time and uh, enjoy your weekend of football. How dare you put Stan Vavrinka over me, Jules. Well, how many grand slams no have you got there, Garby? Hey. I'll cop that one. I'll cop that one very comfortably. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Garby. Let's get a breakaway because the 2014 Australian Open champ, Stan Vavinka, will join us on the other side of the break.